There are so many reasons to start your own seedlings. You can save money. You have more varieties available because you're not limited to just the varieties your garden center has. But growing your own seedlings can come with problems. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Five reasons your seeds or seedlings may not be germinating. Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. Welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Mediate, and today in Season 5, Episode 4, we're going to be talking about seedlings, but also mostly about seeds. Why do we sometimes have trouble with germination when we're starting on seedlings or even starting seeds or seedlings out in the garden? So we're going to talk about the five major problems you can have while trying to get your seeds to germinate. But let's talk about starting our own seedlings for a moment. There are so many reasons to start your own seedlings. You can save money. You have more varieties available because you're not limited to just the varieties your garden center has. You can grow them how you want to. I personally am an organic gardener, so I want to make sure that my seedlings are raised in an organic manner from start to finish. There's so many reasons to start your own seedlings, but let me share a little secret with you. Growing your own seedlings on your own can come with problems. Problems with getting your seeds to germinate, problems that arise from using the wrong supplies, problems with watering, with fertilization, and with providing enough light. Today, I want to help you with two of these problems. First, getting the right supplies, and second, that may occur in the germination stage of your seedlings. Now, I have made getting the right supplies very easy for you. I have just created the Red Ridge Farm Seedling Supply Checklist to help you with everything you need for seedlings from start to finish. This list covers everything so that you can be successful at starting your own seedlings. You can get your copy in the show notes or the description below, or you can go to www. .redridgefarm.org. Now let's take a moment to talk about the show notes. The show notes are where I have either wrote a blog post or done what I can to find all the links that you need to grow and take action on what we talk about in this episode. So you can find the link to the show notes in the description below. So let's get started with these five problems of for seedling germination. The first one being old seeds. If you are a beginner gardener, this may not be your problem yet. But if you got seeds from a friend or even if you have been gardening for a long time like me, this is the first thing I would look for. This can also happen if you order seeds from a not very reputable company or bought them from a stand at a big box store. If you're having trouble finding any any amazing seed companies that not only give you amazing seeds but also have a great mission that they stand for, check out my blog post, The Top 15 Seed Companies in the USA. I go through the top 15 I talk about their history, I talk about how they help others, and also how you can get really good seeds from them. And I will include the link in the description and the show notes below. Now let's get back to the problems of old seeds. The first thing you want to do is check the expiration date on your seed packet. If this date is more than a couple years, this could be your problem. Don't throw away your seeds. They're perfectly fine. Seeds can last for years in the ground and germinate fine. I read something a few years ago where someone planted some seeds they found in an Egyptian tomb and they came up and everyone was amazed. 
Old seed just needs to be treated differently at the beginning because the only problem old seed has is that the seed coat has become too dry and the unseedling is not strong enough to break through it and the water cannot enter the seed to give the young seedling life. To fix this problem, all you need to do is soak your seed in water for an hour or two before you place them in your soil to germinate. This soaking will soften the seed coat and allow the young seedling to break through. Now it is time for the tips and tricks segment of this episode where I share a few bonus tips and tricks I use here at Red Ridge Farm. This week's tip is brought to you by the Build Your Soil Health Guide. This guide was designed to help you, the grower, become that expert that your garden is craving you to be, to become that expert of your garden's soil. We're talking about seedlings, so this week's tip is about seedlings. Right now is a perfect time for you to get started with your seedlings. And you, you first, you want to make a plan and, and figure out the dates for your area. It all depends on when your last frost date is. But if you want help just figuring out what you should do or what if you've never grown your own seedlings, then I have a online course for you. I also have lots of free podcast episodes. But if you're looking for a course, if you're wanting someone to walk you through the steps, then you need to check out Growing Seedlings Like a Pro Masterclass on my website at www.redridgefarm.org backslash masterclasses. This is where you can find that masterclass. I will put the link in the show notes and the description below. But right now is a perfect time to start those seedlings. But look at your dates. Let's get back to talking about germination problems. The next thing is timing. Now, I just said in the tip and trick that you need to go off specific dates to grow your seedlings, that you need to go off when your last frost is to know when your seedlings should be planted. Seedlings are going to take time to germinate, but every different variety has a different timetable than another variety. Some may take longer to germinate than others, so this problem can easily be fixed by keeping records. What I mean by this is if you or as a gardener have a specific date written down that you sowed your seed and you look on the back of your seed packet to find the estimated days to germination to calculate the estimated days the seeds should germinate by, then you will have in your records a guide as to when your seedlings should have germinated by and you'll know if your problem is that You just haven't given the seeds an adequate time before you've given up on them. Lots of seeds have different dates. Some days, like onions, can be 21 days. So if we don't keep track of when we actually started those seedlings and when they should germinate, we're not going to remember. How do I know this? Because I don't remember. That's just something that is not always going to be held in my head. I've got other things to do. So if I have a piece of paper written down or some kind of plan or calendar or something so that I know, okay, I just need to give these seeds a little more time to germinate. Maybe that's what the problem. You can eliminate that problem by making sure you're at least past that date before you go thinking about that it could be another problem. The next problem is going to be temperature. The temperature of your soil is very important and very key to germination. It's very hard to find 
spinach that will germinate well in the middle of the summer. That's why most spinach is grown in the spring, fall, or even through the winter. That is just a characteristic of spinach. The same goes for tomatoes. They don't germinate well in cool soil temperatures. Soil temperatures can become a problem if you have the wrong temperature for what you're trying to germinate. This information can be usually found on the back of your seed packet. But here is a guide that you can use to see if this may be what is causing your germination problem. Cool temperature varieties, so those are going to be the ones you think that are spring vegetables, fall vegetables, like soil temperatures around 50 degrees. Warm temperature varieties, those are going to be your things that you think, well, they, they can't go outside before the last frost. They don't like cold temperatures. Cold hurts them. Like soil temperatures above 68 degrees. Now, what I use in my seedling area is a soil mat and it goes underneath the tray and then I have a probe that goes down into the soil and it tells me the temperature of the soil. I can tell the regulator to warm the soil to a certain amount and that's why I can germinate even in my basement these hot temperature plants because tomatoes are still started for in March for me and my basement still is a little cool. It's definitely too cool outside to start tomatoes for myself. But if you want to learn more about seedlings and seedling supplies, be sure to check out that seedling supply checklist. I go through those types of things. Next problem would be moisture. Water is also very important when it comes to germination. Just like with the old seeds, if the seed coat does not become moist enough, the young seedling cannot break through it and water cannot enter the seed to give that young seedling life. But the other side is also true. If a seed is not only saturated with water, but sitting in too much water, the seedling can drown because of lack of oxygen. So be sure to monitor your watering. One sign that you're watering too much is if your soil starts to develop mold on top. Or if you kind of push on your soil and it squishes. It never should be that wet when growing seedlings. Now it is time for the Growing with God segment of this episode where you and I build that relationship with our Lord and Savior and dive directly into the Bible. This week we are reading out of Ephesians. We're reading chapter 2 verses 19 through 22 and if you would like to read along with me I'm reading from the message translation. That's plain enough isn't it? You're no longer wandering exile. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrepresentative of how we got here and what he he is building. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. So last week we talked about how in the Old Testament and before Jesus came, there were separate, there was separation between the Gentiles and the Jewish people and even separation inside the Jewish people. Women were, they had an outer circle to the temple. They couldn't go into the deeper part of the temple. And after Jesus came, that changed. When Jesus came, he showed us that all are equal in God, the Gentiles, everyone. And now that he has come and died for us and brought us together, he has done that work to bring us together. And and nowadays it's more of how we can see that 
everyone can go to heaven. It has nothing to do with your past. Jesus even sat with tax collectors and and people that were not viewed as important back then, but he saw them as important. Anyone can go to God and that the only one stopping you from going to God is you because it's your choice. You have to make the choice. God has given us free choice and it's you that has to make the choice to accept him as your Lord and Savior. So here in this this next verses that we just read, it talks about how we are all now a kingdom and that not only are we a kingdom but we belong here god has a plan for us he has fit us into his building and that jesus christ is our cornerstone so if you've ever built a building a cornerstone is where a building will start it's the at the spot that everything is measured from if you know if the law is that you have to be 15 feet from the road you will measure that and you will place your cornerstone And then you will measure your building from that spot. Jesus is the cornerstone. The apostles were the foundation. They're the ones who came around Jesus and spread the word. And who are they spreading the word to? They're spreading it to us, to you, to me. We are the bricks that builds the church of God. We are the bricks that build the family of God. We are now sons and daughters of God. Now, if you're wondering, I don't know if I'm a son and daughter of God, or how do I make the choice? Well, it's very simple. John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave up his only son so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. You just need to believe that God came to earth that God died for your sins, that God was resurrected, that God is Jesus Christ. And announce that and pull it into your soul and say, I believe this. And you can say this simple prayer with me. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ came to earth. I believe that he died for my sins and was resurrected. I believe in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Amen. And if you said that prayer with me, then welcome. And I can't wait to dive more into this segment with you about God and about your role now in this church, in this temple that God has made. You are a temple to God. You are part of a huge temple, but you yourself are a temple. And just remember that no one can take this away from you. No one, not even yourself. If you believe, you cannot lose the 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 freedom of God. You cannot lose eternal life. And if you want to dive in even more into that area, you can definitely read more or listen to some other Growing With God segments because we have covered this. So I just want to remind you this week that you are a part of a church and that you are no longer wandering in exile, that your faith in God has brought you into his fold and you are part of God's family. So let's get back to seedling problems. The next seedling problem is seed depth. The back of your packet is very explicit as to the depth your seed should be placed under the soil. But does it matter? 
If the seed is not placed deep enough, the seed coat will stick to the seedling because the seedling needs a certain depth to help remove the seed from its leaves. That's one thing. Have you ever noticed uh, your beans germinate and the little seed coat is still stuck to the beans? That's because they weren't planted deep enough. Also, if it's not deep enough, this can cause the seed coat to dry out, which can result in moisture problems that we talked about before. But what happens if the seed is too deep? The seedling, when it emerges, may not reach the surface of the soil and it will die trying. Growing your own seedlings does come with a little more uncertainty than just purchasing your seedlings from your local growing center. But with the right tools, you should be able to become a gardener that can say she grows her own seedlings. So let's recap. Old seeds. Make sure you're buying your seeds from a reputable company. Make sure if you get them from a friend that she tells you how old they are and that they shouldn't be thrown away. You just need to soak them again. And the next thing is timing. Make sure that you're keeping a record so that you're not throwing out your seed or giving up on your seed too early. Some seeds take a while to germinate. Temperature. Make sure that your cold temperature seedlings are at the right soil temperature. Make sure that your hot seedlings are at the right temperature and moisture. Make sure that your soil is not too dry and definitely not too wet. And lastly is seed depth. Make sure you plant them at what it says on the back of the packet. And you can easily do this by getting a little pencil or getting a little ruler and pushing it down. I like to use my thumb. I've measured my thumb. My thumb hasn't grown in a long time. It's always been the same height. And I know that from the tip of my thumb to my knuckle is an inch. The tip of my thumb to my nail bed is a half an inch. And I can kind of eyeball in between there to get a quarter inch so that you can just measure and make sure that you're deep enough or that you're not too deep. Because remember, too deep is going to, that little seedling is going to die trying to get to the sun. Because the way seeds work is they have all the energy they need inside of them and then they burst out once they get wet they use the water that wakes them up they burst out and then if they can't get above the soil to reach the sun they die away because once they burst out and get growing they use the sun then to to give them the energy So I want to thank you for joining me in this very short episode, but I also want to remind you that don't forget to grab the seedling checklist. You can go to my website, www.redridgefarm.org backslash resources, and you can get a list of all the things that you need to start growing your own seedlings. And if you're curious and want to try to grow your own seedlings on your own, but want to have a mentor, someone to walk you through the steps, then check out my Growing Seedlings Like Pro Masterclass. Again, I want to thank you for joining me. And if this is your first time, I want to welcome you to the Red Ridge family of fellow growers. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. <music>